afternoon. I got it right. I don't think I'll ever lose the excitement of getting that right because I almost never do. That's good. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Uh, we're going to look at a, a one of the kings of Israel. And uh, we already read through the, 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 the passage once. Um, and it's not just that passage that we're going to, that small part of the passage we're going to look at. But we'll read the text one more time and then um, and pray and ask God to, to help us. It says in verse 1 of chapter 26, Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him, made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. And he built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. This is, this is the, the phrase that jumped out and bit me. It says, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for how you work in our lives. Lord, we know that you're sovereign. Lord, we know that you're in control. And uh, Lord, nothing truly happens without your knowledge or foreknowledge of it. Uh, but Lord, you also you have a desire for your people to, to seek after you. God, I pray you help us now as we uh, look at uh, this passage of Scripture, we look at Uzziah's life, uh, how you bless. God, I pray that you, that you would uh, help us to see the truths that are here and take those truths and apply them to our lives that we might uh, seek your face and, and prosper here. Lord, we thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. The book of James says this, Ye have not... Because he asked not. Uh, there's a principle in Scripture that you reap what you sow. Uh, uh, it's uh, that principle that if you go out and, and plant an apple tree, guess what you're going to sow or reap? Apples. Well, you get an apple tree, eventually apples. If you plant carrots, you'll reap carrots. If you don't plant anything at all, guess what? Don't expect anything to grow. Uh, in, in, in James, the, 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 uh, the verse there tells us, that, uh, talking about our prayer life, if we have not, or you have not many times, it's not always, but you have not many times because we ask not. And the truth is, I believe, in a, in a, in, I believe it's uh, very clear in, in, in throughout Scripture that, that Christians at times struggle in their prayer lives. I can, tell, I, I can tell you that's true in my own personal life, that I don't, I don't pray as much as I should. And I don't, it's not that I don't necessarily pray, but I don't necessarily always pray for the right things. I don't always necessarily pray for everything I should pray about. Uh, it's very easy for us to try to fix things ourselves. It's, 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 that's our, our, our nature. At least it's my nature. I want, I'm a doer. I want to, back when they called 911, I'd show up and I knew what to do to fix it. I want to be able to be the fixer. My wife tells me a problem. She doesn't always want the answer. She doesn't always want me to fix it for her. Sometimes she just wants me to listen. But I'm a fixer. So my, my inclination is, to, okay, what can I do? Let me get in there and fix this. 
But just so you guys know, that's a bad idea when she's not asking you to fix something. But we hear in Scripture, uh, uh, God doesn't want us to be fixers. God doesn't, and that doesn't mean God doesn't want us to do our part. But what I'm saying is God wants us to rely on him. And when we rely upon ourselves, we may be successful to a point. Uh, things may go okay for a while. But, but can I tell you, the, 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 greatest, uh, the greatest thing that we can do is learn to rely upon God. And in doing that, we need to learn to pray and ask God for, for his help. Uh, here we see in, in chapter 26, uh, a new king comes, comes along. His name is Uzziah. He's a young, he's a young man. Uh, his father was the king. Uh, his father did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. But I don't know about you, but at 16, even growing up in a Christian home, I wasn't ready to be a nation's leader. <laughs> I don't think that any uh, young per- person at that age is, is mentally and emotionally and just mature enough to become a nation's leader. But that's what happened to this young man, Uzziah. Uh, He becomes the nation's leader. But I appreciate the fact that in Uzziah's life, not only did he have a father who did that which was right, he also had a man in his life who was able to be a godly influence. It talks about here in verse 5. It says in verse uh, 5, And he sought God in the days of Zechariah. Now here's the description of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Uh, uh, Uzziah was, uh, he had a, a father who, who uh, he could look up to, who did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, he also had this, this, uh, this, Zechariah was the son of a priest, and, and God had given him blessing and understanding and visions of God. Zechariah knew how to get a hold of God and to hear from the word of God and to share what the word of God had to say. And my goodness, how necessary it is today not just to have somebody to, to, Proclaim the word of God, but help us to understand the word of God and to live what the, what the word of God teaches. It's, uh, we also need to have people that can get the ear of God and to talk to God in prayer. And, and Uzziah having that man, uh, who, to, to look up to, uh, said in the, in the years of Zechariah, he sought God. Man, thank the Lord for that. He sought God because as a young man, he didn't have the wisdom that he needed to become a good king. That many times in those days and ages, they'd put people around the king to kind of counsel the king and to give him, uh, give him knowledge of what to do and help him make decisions and saying, well, 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 king, while you're the king, here, let me give you this. And the king would weigh those balances. Isn't that what, uh, isn't that what, uh, Solomon did when he became king? Not, not Solomon, Solomon's son. And, and uh, he talked to the old man. The old man said, you should go easy on the people and the, and, and they'll follow you forever. And then the young man said, no, no. Whip him harder, make it harder for him. And he took the wrong advice and split the king, the, the, God used that to split the kingdom of Israel. But, but that was, that was natural back then. Praise God, there was a, a man who Uzziah could look up to, a man who could get a hold of God, and he learned from him to pray. Prayer is absolutely necessary in our lives. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a basic, one of those things. It's like, uh, what's more important, re- uh, reading your Bible or, or praying? And it's breathing in or out. I mean, it's, that's, that's really how important prayer is in our lives. And we many times don't put the importance of prayer, uh, the, the importance that is on prayer in our own lives. But, but here we want to see what happened when, when he learned to pray. Notice the, the phrase, and again, this is the phrase that bit me. It says, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. 
He had a desire to, to, to please God. He had a desire to serve God. He had a desire to, to rule the, the, the people of Israel, uh, just like uh, God, uh, God warned him to. And he sought God for his help because he knew he didn't have in, in him the ability to do these things. And guess what? God answered. God heard his prayer. God met, God met him. God, God worked in him. God's grace was all over him for many years. As long as he sought God, God made him to prosper. And we're going to see some areas in which, in which he prospered here in the next several verses. In verse 6, it says, And he went forth and warred against the Philistines and break down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jebba. Jabna and the wall of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. And notice what it says. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gerbael and the Methunims. God, God helped him in this warfare that he, that he went out to. He, didn't, he wasn't a general. He didn't have the knowledge. But God enabled him and God blessed him. And, and even God put people around him to help him. Uh, it's, it's amazing what God can do when we seek the face of God. But God helped him in his warfare. Listen, we're, we're in a spiritual warfare today. Listen, I don't have enemies that are shooting arrows at me. Uh, nobody's going to pick up, at least I hope not. Nobody's going to pick up sword. But, but we still have enemies, uh, spiritual enemies. Satan is our enemy. And there are those that, are, that do things that Satan bids. And, and listen, there, there's a spiritual warfare today. Do you know who, who we need to fight that warfare? The help of God. We need the grace of God. You go into Ephesians chapter 6 and you look at the armor of God that God has given us. All of those things are given to us of God to protect ourselves from the temptations and the attacks of Satan. And then you look at the end of it. And what's at the end of that list? Prayer. <laughs> Why? Because we need to speak to the one who uh, we need his grace and his strength to go on. Uh, uh, we need that. If we don't have that, we'll, we'll fail. How many, how many times do we have to fail as we try things on our own to learn that I can't do it by myself? I need God to help me. And so, so how do I get God's help? Do I just expect it? Most Christians do. Most Christians just expect that I'm going to battle this and I'm going to go into this battle and God's going to be there with me. That never worked out for the Israelites. Not once. Now God does tell us he'll never leave us or forsake us. But what, did the Israel, what, what can we learn from the Israelites? Because Corinthians tells us that the Old Testament was given to us that we can learn from their mistakes and their problems. What can we learn? Well, every time David went and asked God, what should I do here? God would tell him. The one time he didn't do that, what did he do? He ended up living amongst the Philistines and, 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 and being put out, not being allowed to fight uh, during the battle, would have ended up fighting his own people. Why? Because he never sought God in that position. Notice it says that as long as he sought God, he prospered. There, came, there comes a point in his life where we're going to get to it where he stops seeking God. And he no longer prosper. The word prosper means this, uh, to, to have success in an area. Now, success for you and I may be different than success. We're not trying to rule a kingdom. We're just trying to live a successful, faithful life here on this earth where we can serve God, where we can tell others about Christ and win others to Christ. We want to be obedient uh, to, uh, to, to his word here, but that's success. We, we need God's help to be able to prosper in this area. So we see that the, the first area was, was the warfare in which he fought. Secondly, not only that, but we also see, see that uh, he had uh, success or he prospered in the area of 
I wrote it down here. Where'd it go? Uh, in, in the area of influence. Look at verse 7, or verse 8. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. What does that mean? Well, the Ammonites saw how God was prospering him in his battles against all the others. And they said, whoa, 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 we don't want to go to war with him. This, this, this king is winning everything. Let's, we're going to be his servants. And they, they came along with gifts, and they brought him many gifts, and they laid them at his feet and said, hey, let's, let's have a peace treaty. You don't kill us. We'll do what you say. We'll pay tax if you want, whatever you want. That's just kind of how it's going to be. And not only, not only them, but their, his influence, his name, their name spread all the way to Egypt. You know, the, 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 his influence, he could have gone there as, as the king and, and could have had, had influence in all of those lands. Why? Because he sought God. So how does that, how does that relate to today? Well, you look at, you look at Joseph and God, God helped his influence in, in, uh, in Egypt when he was in Egypt. He was just a lowly servant, but he became the head of Pharaoh's household. He was just a, a, lonely, a, a lonely inmate, but he became the head of the jail. Now listen, uh, he, became, he, he, he was a Gentile, he was a Jew, not even a, an Egyptian, and he became second under command of Pharaoh. How? God gave him influence and power uh, that he didn't deserve, that he didn't earn. It was God that did those, those things. It was God that, that helped him to interpret those dreams. God can give us influence. There's the prayer of Jabez. Have you ever read the prayer of Jabez? He prays that his borders might be enlarged. So how does that apply to us? God, please help me to have influence in my workplace. Not so we can strengthen our 401ks or that I might be able to be a better witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because listen, it takes an ear to listen. You can preach the gospel all you want to work and people will shut you out, but... You need an ear to listen. We need to pray as a church for the influence here in our community. Listen, we can lose all influence. It, it wouldn't be hard. Churches, I'm not calling out any other churches and how they're, they're handling this, the, the pandemic. Every church has to do what they believe that they're supposed to do. But we can very easily lose our influence in, our, in this community if, if, we don't, if we don't do things carefully. So we need to pray for wisdom and how we, and how we do things and, and ask for God's leadership and ask God to give us and help us to prosper. Listen, why? So our influence can increase so that we can see more people saved. I don't want to just heap, uh, steal people from other people's churches and say, well, look how we're, we're prospering because look at all the people that are here. That's because we stole them from other churches. No, I want to see people get saved. Fill up chairs that way. But how do we do that? Influence of God. We say God helped him in the battle. God helped them in their influence. We see also God helped them in their defenses. Verse 9, moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. What's happened here? They, 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 they're, they're in Jerusalem and they've built towers there, watchtowers. Uh, they can see the enemy coming from afar. 
They're, they're fortifying the wall. They're fortifying the, the, the city. And, and they're even putting towers out into the desert farther away from the, farther away from the city so that they can, they can reach out farther and farther. Listen, who, who is our defense? God is our strong tower. We think, like, when I think of tower, I think of, I think of a watchtower. I think of a defense of uh, something's used for defense. Uh, why would they be putting them out in the middle of the desert? And maybe they could see the ones in the desert from, from Jerusalem at the top of the tower. And uh, I don't know exactly what the necessary, the reasoning for it was. But, but uh, listen, as God increases our defense, as we rely upon God, there's no, nothing that can overwhelm us or, or, or that we can't catch coming if God's on our side. How do we how do we keep that? It's a communication thing. We watched the. Have you ever, has anybody ever seen? I know Marge has seen this. The Littlest Rebel. If you, if, and my kids all raise their hand. It's a Shirley Temple movie. Uh, little, she plays the Littlest Rebel. She's a her, she's a little girl. Uh, her father is a, a, a Confederate spy, and their their land the their down in the south has been that area has been taken over by the the Union Army. And the reason I thought of this was because he comes through there every once a week or so as he's doing his spy things. And, and so they, they're always on the lookout for the Union Army to make sure he doesn't get caught. And so the, their, their, their slaves would go out and they would, mark, they would go out in the fields and they'd always be within sight of one another. And when danger was coming, you'd hear the, I can't whistle through this mask. A whistle or a wave of the arm or there'd be something. The next one would wave to the next one. The next one would wave to the next one. Until they're back there like, all right, it's time to go. We get the horses ready. And he's able to get out of there. That's how I see this. Those towers that are out there, uh, listen, it, 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 it's, it's just, it's a place that God can, it's a place that God can set up and help us to, to, to be able to see the warning that's coming, the danger that's coming. And listen, our defense is God. It, it, it's not in and of ourselves. We cannot, we cannot trust the world to tell us when to be careful. Uh, the world is trying to draw us away from God. Uh, we need to trust the word. We need to trust God. How do we do that? By keeping, op- keeping open that line of communication. What would happen if, uh, if, if, uh, in fact, in that movie, The Little Trouble, one of the, the first one was kind of messing around and not paying much attention to it and saw, the, saw the, the, the Union Army coming late the time he got caught. And they got a little too close before they started the warning, the warning system. What happens if we break that line of communication? We get overtaken. Trouble, exactly. It's, it, well, this, isn't, this isn't rocket science, folks. How, but how do we keep up the communication? Prayer. Read your Bible. This isn't difficult, but 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 my goodness, how important it is in our life that we rely upon the, the, the our our communication with the Lord, our our prayer time, that to seek God, to do great things, to trust Him to bring, to give us victory, to trust Him to increase our influence, to trust Him to to defend us against Satan's attacks because they are there. Verse 10 says, And he also built towers in the desert and digged many wells, for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen also, and vine dressers in the mountains and in the Carmel, for he loved husbandry. So he's digging wells, he's raising cattle, he's uh, agriculture, he it's increasing of provisions. God blessed them in provisions. Uh, gave them. Uh, God blessed them with uh, with the cattle and and uh, the the growing of, of food and the knowledge that he loved. You know, the Bible says he loved husbandry and those types of things. God blessed them in that. Where do our provisions come from? God. 
It's all from God. Many times, like, well, I worked for that money. Sure, how did you work? Well, I went and did this. Well, I worked this job, or I went to school for that. You don't understand how much work I put into it. Without God, you wouldn't be able to think to be able to do that. God gives us the ability to learn and the, the ability to, pr- to practice those things, and, and God can bless. That provision ultimately comes from God. And listen, many times we'll struggle and try to do those things on our own. And Why am I not doing so well in this? Have you really sought the blessing of God upon that? It's, it still amazes me this year. And I think this year has has just strengthened my faith in God's provision. Seeing what God has done for our, with, with our church in the midst of all the stuff that's going on. God is good. And God provides. But again, he, he had these things because, again, he was seeking God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Continue on reading, it says, Moreover, verse 11, Uzziah had an host of fighting men that went out to war by bands, according to the number of their, their count by the hand of Jael, the scribe, and however this guy, Maasiah, I don't know how to say it, the ruler under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains, the whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600. Have you ever studied the mighty men? Those, those mighty men were amazing. They, they, they did feats that were beyond, uh, beyond anything that you, that, that you can imagine. Uh, they were the best of the best, the top of the line. I wouldn't want to mess with any single one of them. Uh, uh, the Bible talks about how one, uh, one mighty man stood and you know, destroyed an entire uh, garrison of Philistines all by himself in the middle of a pea field. I don't get it, but what a, what a man. It talks about how those, those mighty men that, that, that had, that, that had, uh, that used the, the, uh, yeah, uh, they threw stones, cast stones with slingshot. There we go. I'm sure, I mean, I'm, I, they didn't use Jesus. They would do it within a hair's breadth. That, that's a mighty man. Those are the, those are the closest that, that's hung around the king. David didn't have this many. This man had 2,600 mighty men, the best of the best around him. And then he had an army of, uh, I believe it was 300,000 300, and 7,000 and 500. And, and they went to war with mighty power and, and God gave him these men. God surrounded him with these men to help him. I am certainly thankful that God gives us men here in this church to help He's talking about these men, they, 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 were, they were there with him in war. Listen, we go out into spiritual warfare every day. I'm grateful for the brothers and sisters in Christ that God gives me and that God places here in this church that we can serve together one another. But listen, God did that because he was blessing him. He was prospering him in his, in his, in his duties as a king because he sought him. But there came a time in his life when he stopped seeking God. And when he stopped seeking God, he stopped prospering. Why did that happen? Continues on, I'm getting ahead of myself. There were engines that were invented that were used, the bulwarks. And his name spread far abroad. The Bible says, I love this, and his name spread far abroad for he was marvelously helped. It wasn't just that he, hey, he prospered a little bit. Listen, there was no king that had ever done anything like it before. He was marvelously helped by God. 
until he was strong. And what happened was when he became strong, he took his eyes off of God. He thought, hey, I'm, I'm big enough. I got on my big boy pants now. I can do this on my own. I don't need somebody to help me to be king anymore. I am king. My name is everywhere. I have an army of 300,000, 307,500 men, 2,600 mighty men. Ain't nobody coming close to this, this king right here. I am the best of the best there is. And as soon as he did that, God took his hand off of his life. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up, verse 16, to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. What happened? In his pride, he decided to do something that he was not allowed to do. He went into the altar to burn incense. That was not his job. That was the priest's job. Uh, and we, and uh, God struck him down with leprosy while he was there. He was thrust out of the temple. He was, uh, or he was thrust out of the tabernacle of the temple. Uh, he uh, uh, and and had to dwell uh, not in the palace any longer, but a place for sick people. And he died a leper. It was, you know what saddens me? As that he he never humbled himself and and got right with the Lord. He died in his sin. He died in the punishment of his, of his sin. All it would have taken was him for him to humble himself to seek God's forgiveness. How do I know that? Because Ahab, who was the most wicked king that had ever been, Second uh, uh, Kings uh, or First Kings chapter sixteen talks tells us that he was more wicked than any other king that had ever been. First Kings twenty one tells tells us this that he humbled himself. He, he tore. He wasn't sick, but God had placed His judgment upon him, and he tore his clothes, put on ashes. And it says he went about quietly, and God said he humbled himself. And because he did that, he would not see the punishment that was going to come. Listen, if God would forgive Ahab, who lived a wicked, terrible life, God would, God would forgive a man who, who, in pride, made a mistake. The key here to, 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 to his life was that he sought God. The spirit of prosperity that rested on his life was there because of prevailing prayer. Do you know that God promises us that if we pray, believing we can have what it is we're asking for? That we listen. I understand. We've preached on prayer. I don't know how many times. And I'll, we'll probably never stop preaching on prayer. Uh, but but the, the promises of God that are given to us uh, by, about prayer are, are just absolutely tremendous. That if we believe and ask, that God will give it to us. That if we abide in him and his word, that he'll give us those things that we ask for. Uh, listen, what, what, does, what happens in prayer? God changes our heart to God's will. And But many times the blessings that we don't have in our life, listen, does God want us to be prosperous in our and fruitful in our Christian in life. Absolutely. We know that's the will of God. So why don't we seek the God for his help in doing that? Why don't we seek God for his help in, in being a witness and a testimony in, in Augusta to see people saved? Why aren't we praying for the growth of our church spiritually and mature-wise and, mature and number-wise? Why aren't we praying that God would do a work in us? And maybe we are, but we better never stop. Why has God blessed our church? Because he's not done with us yet. I'm thankful for that. Uh, uh, Twenty twenty, and, and, and you know, I, I trust that God's going to. Uh, I trust that as long as the Lord doesn't come back, the church will continue to be here for the next fifty years. 
But I don't ever want to stop seeking God. For 52 years, he was the king. But he only prospered in those years that he sought God. And you say, well, the church is prospering. The church, our, God, this, this is God's church. But God's church is made up of God's people. The only way the church prospers is when we prosper. When you prosper and I prosper. Now listen, I'm not, this is not the prosperity gospel where you're going to all be driving BMWs, BMW as if you pray enough. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. God doesn't promise us those type of things. It doesn't mean having one of those things is a bad thing. Uh, if you have a BMW, good for you. Uh, uh, that's not, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about prospering in our, prospering in our Christian life and our Christian walk. We can have victory. We can, we, can have, we can have a greater influence than we already do. We can, we can uh, have a, a greater defense and preparation for war. We can have a, 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 a greater uh, influence and, 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 and those, those brothers and sisters in Christ that will stand beside us and stand in the gap for us. But our prosperity in those areas is highly dependent upon how much we seek God. Much prayer equals much blessing. Little prayer equals little blessing. No prayer equals no blessing. The question is, how much blessing do you want in your life? Everybody says, I want all the blessing I can get. Pray more. Spend more time in the Word. Spend more time seeking God. Listen to that idea of seeking. He sought God. It wasn't like he just knelt down and prayed for five minutes every, every, every day. He was seeking God in his life. The idea of seeking God isn't just a, a prayer, but it's seeking the face of God. Remember, remember 2 Chronicles 7.14? If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways in prayer. It's, it's to know the way of God. It's to know the will of God. It's to pray and ask God for God's help in our life, to live that way. He learned that from Zechariah. May God help us to learn it too. I'd like us to, instead of doing an invitation, I'd like us, I've been thinking about this for, this, this last week we were on vacation. I mentioned before that I'd like to see prayers more of a part of our of our service. And I don't mean just calling on people to pray, but just a time of prayer. I don't know how that's going to look going forward, but um, but I think for today, let's let's spend a few, I don't know five ten minutes just in prayer, praying for one another. We don't have to pray out loud. We can all pray, pray silently in our seats. But if you, if you can't come up with enough to pray for five minutes, then pray and ask God to help you. <laughs> and help you to prosper in that area. Well, let's just... And that's what the altar is for. You don't have to pray at the altar. That's not what I'm saying. Somebody, I, I read something the other day. It said, what is the altar for? It's for prayer. It isn't just for people getting right. That's what, it's what we traditionally think. When we think of an invitation at the end of a service, we traditionally think of somebody coming forward because God's convicted them of sin. And listen, I'm all for that. 
but it's also for praying. Look up the, study the altar in the Old Testament. They spent time in prayer. And you can do that in your seats. And again, I'm not trying to get people to fill the altar. What I'm trying to do is get us to a heart, a, a place of, in, our, in our lives where we pray and, uh, and in our service. Um, because I believe prayer is a, is a very important part of our services. So let's take some time. Um, James, do you mind putting on a little just quiet music? And uh, we'll spend five minutes or so in prayer. I'll close in prayer, and then we'll, we'll dismiss.